0: We are now officially live. Okay. Again, good morning. Uh, guys, thanks for leading us in worship. That was really, really great, really refreshing to my soul. So thank you. Amen. So, um, yeah, so before we get into our Bible study, uh, again, I want to thank you for joining us here today. And this is really bizarre and different and unusual. Um, but uh, we. Uh, we're just trying to be resourceful and we're trying to connect with God's people and keep uh, keep sharing the good news and keep caring for the flock. And, and uh, we just, uh, I don't know, I have a real huge anticipation in my heart that God is going to do some great, great things in this season. And so uh, I, I, hope, I hope that's the way you're feeling about this. So just a couple of things before we get into our Bible study. Um, I do want to pray, by the way, for some people that are feeling sick, and uh, I know uh, Harry Harmer shared their grandson, uh, Jet, what's his name? Jet. Jet, yeah. uh, he's pretty sick, a three-year-old little boy. My wife is not feeling well, so we're, we're going to uh, pray for for those people and, you know, for others that are struggling right now. So Jet, my wife, anybody else that we're aware of? Renee, Renee's a little bit under the weather, too. Renee is right, Okay. And uh, so why don't we we just take a minute and pray here. Father, we do, uh, Lord, we thank you, and we honor you, and we praise you. And Jesus, we thank you that uh, you are on the throne, Yes. and God, um, this virus is not on the throne, you are on the throne. And so we honor you, we love you. And Lord, we lift up people that we care about, uh, friends, family, loved ones. I lift up my wife, I lift up Bob's wife, Renee, I lift up. Jet, uh, Harmer's little grandson, and many others. Lord, I don't know what the number is at this point. Uh, Thousands of people all over the world have this coronavirus. And there are other people that don't even have that virus but are still sick or maybe not even sure what they have. And they're fearful that they might have the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. But Father, we just lift up these folks and we ask you to minister to them. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you're not limited by time and space. Mm -hmm. And we can pray right here in our little fellowship hall here in Richville, and you can touch people all over the world in response to our prayer and our request. So we ask you to do that. Lord, we pray you touch. We ask you to strengthen. We ask you to heal. Lord, we do pray for uh, there's just so many needs around the world. We'll we'll spend a little more time praying later on. But, Lord, we just want to, first and foremost, Lord, we want you to be um, at the head of the table here in our gathering. And God, we need you, we need your wisdom, we need your grace, we need your healing touch, and uh, we just give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, um, a, one or two thoughts, again, before we get into our Bible study here. Again, thanks for joining us. So, uh, we're going to do all that we can in the days ahead to, like I said, we're going to keep doing church in probably some unusual ways. Um the Christian Fellowship Center uh, churches. We're doing like a, together in tandem. we're doing a daily devotional, a little video devotional. Uh, actually this morning was the one that mine uh, came out early this morning at some time. And, uh, and so please, if, if you're not, uh, please sign up for that. I think it would be a really great way to be daily encouraged as we look at scripture together. Uh, so we're gonna have this daily devotional. Uh, my good friend Paul Brown, he's hoping to do like a video, a Zoom conference call uh, Bible class, and it's gonna be on the uh, the book of Philippians, and he's calling it Zoom through Philippians. And so there's a way on the website to sign up for that. Uh, we're we're trying to figure out how to do like a Zoom prayer meeting. I've been a part of some of those in the past. We're trying to maybe do that among some of our Richville governor folks
1: away. Again, maybe
0: we don't come to the building here on a Wednesday night, but we can Zoom and have a whole bunch of people on this conference call prayer meeting. Um, and so obviously we're also streaming uh, Sunday morning here. So I don't know what the future holds. I don't know exactly what we'll do for next weekend. We may do something Similar to this, we may do something different. I don't know, we're kind of making this up as we go along. And uh, so there's a great need for being flexible. And uh, please, just as much as you're able, stay tuned in. You know, get the the e-bulletin, go to our website. Please don't hesitate to call, make phone calls, call me, call any of the other elders. Uh, if you don't know what's going on, reach out so you can find out what's, what's happening. That would be really important. Um, and so we'll do the best we can to keep you connected to things that are happening. And, and again, trying to do church in a, in a creative way. So, um, yeah. So I don't know, Bob, I'm, uh, I'm really appreciate you. So let's, let's open the word together and you're, you're going to yeah, lead. Amen. I'm
1: going to, we're a tag team together. A little amen. Bit. Yeah. This is, <clears throat> this is interesting. This is, uh, definitely different <laughs> but uh yeah it was interesting uh, uh last week was actually I was scheduled to share last week and I was talking with Mike and I'm like yeah I think it'd be better if you shared this week Mike and um so you know he agreed to share last week and so we pushed my sharing to this week and I I told him again I said I don't know I think it still might be good if you share but he's like ah maybe no let's Let's go ahead, you go ahead and share, but we'll do it maybe in a different format. And so I, I, you know we're trying something out a little new here. yeah. and uh, you know, kind of a little more of like a Bible study format where I'll be kind of like leading a little Bible study and uh, just going through some stuff, and uh, Mike will be piping in here along the way, and, and um, we'll try that we'll try doing it in that way. So we're going to be taking a look in Matthew chapter six. Uh, you can uh, open up uh, your Bible in Matthew chapter six um jesus is teaching here in the sermon on the mount and this is uh really um powerful uh you know teaching on on the attitudes of the kingdom and how the kingdom of god operates and uh he's really going to get into um some very i think very pertinent stuff for us today i I think there's a temptation when there's a a crisis like this, you know, I mean, this is a, you know, these, these things don't come every day, but when there's something where it just seems to be a really big crisis, uh, there's a temptation to kind of do the us four and no more, not just location wise, but even in our hearts to kind of pull back, you know, Shut down. and in our hearts pull back. Like, I've got to somehow circle the wagons here. It's me and my family. It's us four and no more. Or if you got a big family, us eight is just great, you know, or whatever, you know, <laughs> or you know, it's five, no drive. You know, I don't know. All right, stop it, all right, I'll stop it. All right. I'm getting corny joke time, all right. That's it, forget it, we'll stop. Mike's gonna throw something at me. But, no, that's but um, you know what I'm saying though, we can we can end up doing that, not just uh, you know, we, we wanna keep distance, you know. We wanna do, we wanna listen to what the governing authorities are saying. Sure. Not so much because we're afraid, but because we we love people. I appreciate what Rick Haller shared the other day um, that, uh, you know, we we do this out of love for others, uh, out of concern for others. Um, We know it's going to go well for us when we die, right? Because we have the hope of the resurrection. But there's a lot of people. I I remember Nathan Saint's uh, father, who was one of the martyrs down in Ecuador, um, when he was going into the jungle to be with a tribe that eventually killed him. And it was risky, and it was dangerous, and he knew it. And he said to his son, he looked down at his little boy who was, I don't know, six years old at the time or something like that. And he said, uh, son was like, Daddy, please don't go. Why are you doing this? And he looked at him and he said, Listen, son, we're ready for heaven. These people aren't. And so we want to really, you know, think about that. We don't, you know, we're ready for heaven. If you believe in Jesus, you've got it made. I I really mean that. I mean, you really do have it made. And so, uh, you know, and we're going to see that today. We've really, the Lord really has us covered even in the here and now as we kind of work through the scripture. Um, But uh, we don't want to become self-centered in our thinking, in our mindset, even as we take some you know, uh, normal and, 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 you know, proper precautions, I should say. So, uh, Mike, Pastor Mike, if you could just go ahead and read that passage. We're going to read Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 34, and then uh, we'll kind of be working our way through this a little bit. You want to read the whole thing? Yeah, go ahead and read the whole thing.
0: Okay. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on.
1: So I'm wondering about uh, the things that are that he's promised to provide for us. I'm wondering, Mike, does that include toilet paper? I'm just curious. <laughs> I <don't know>. Sizzle. <laughs> All right. <It> <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> no, seriously. <laughs> uh, seriously. Okay, we got too many people laughing in here. This and that's there's not many in here, but okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, listen to what what Jesus says here. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. I I love that, you know, getting our focus above. And uh, I I think it's important for us to realize that throughout the scriptures, God is always trying to get us to look up. Uh, We see the apostles over and over again modeling this and speaking about this. Uh, You know, Paul talks about this in Colossians, set your minds in the things that are above, not in the things that are on the earth. And just real briefly, I'm thinking about how the Apostle Paul applied this to his life. Um, and we're going to move on in a second. But uh, that, that letter of Philippians, I'm so glad that, that uh, Paul Brown is going to be doing that series on, on Philippians. I think that's great, kind of like a Zoom thing on that. Um, we actually, just a reminder, we, we actually cut, did a series on Philippians uh, not that long ago, maybe a year or two ago. It should be on the archives. I'd really encourage you to really park in that letter, uh, you know, if you're feeling at all anxious or even just to be able to minister to others who are. So, but a couple things, just real quickly, how he applied that, getting that heavenly focus. When he, keep in mind in Philippians, he's actually quarantined by the government, isn't he? I mean, he's stuck in prison, he can't get out. And he want, he's got people out there that he loves. He loves and he cares for, and he wants to help them, uh, and and he is even potentially facing death, and he's in an economic crisis. Okay, so think about that, right? How that all applies, right, to our current situation today. But what did Paul do? He did a couple things. He uh, he, you can see, and just as you read through that letter, just three things, real fast, just a couple bullet points. He remembered what he had. He didn't focus on what he didn't have. He realized he had a great salvation, a wonderful salvation, um, and so this was something that that he really focused on, and, and it was an anchor to his soul. But he also remembered the friends that he had out there, the people that were praying for him, uh, that there were people who cared out there, uh, and, and he remembered them as well. And he was thankful and he was grateful for those things. And so he he was thankful in the midst of his trial, uh, and then he didn't. He he also. Took a step back and, and rather than just be helpless and circle the wagons and how am I going to survive, he reached out in the midst of being quarantined in jail, and he actually wrote letters to people. By the way, that's a great thing to do today. As far as I know, that you know, the post office is working just fine. Uh, <laughs> mail people write to people, particularly older folks. Uh, a lot of them, you know, they still haven't adjusted to the online thing, anyways, and that is how they get stuff is is through letters. So. So, you know, Paul wrote letters, uh, and he sent his friends on assignment to go and bring a word of encouragement, even though he himself couldn't go. And and we've got people doing that in our fellowship. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. But then he also thought of the worst case scenario. What if I die, right? He's like, you know what? If I die, it's actually going to be really awesome for me, (laughs) because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So... So really, he thought about the worst-case scenario and thought, you know, God's got that covered, too. And as we're going to see today, even if you don't die, um, God's got that covered, too. So, um, so we really want to, uh, you know, as we go through and look through the Scripture, we want to reflect on that, see how the apostles applied this to their lives. Uh, Philippians is a great study. Encourage you to do that. Um, but what are some ways, some practical ways, that we could do that, Pastor Mike? Maybe you got some thoughts on that. And, and You know, we want to take advantage of this time this is actually an opportunity a crisis can actually be an opportunity for growth an opportunity for new outreach an opportunity for self-reflection um you know for prayer for seeking god there's a lot of things that there that this creates opportunities for so again we want to look at what god wants to do and not just focus on the ah, everything's crazy you know but our God is on the throne, but go ahead. Uh, so I ahead. have
0: just one thought, Bob. Yeah. Um, your wife shared it the other day. Uh, I, I heard her talk about the idea of the phone, <laughs> like talking on the phone, not just texting on the phone, but actually talking on the phone, Yeah. somewhat of a, a lost art form. And yeah. I don't think people uh, – they I think they – uh, way way more often te- text nowadays and they don't talk. And she was talking about how she called her neighbor. I think it was an elderly neighbor or something. Just yes. to check in on her. Yeah. That is something that we can do and should do across the board. Just yeah. pick up yeah. the phone, start calling people. Hey, just seeing, just checking on you, seeing how you're doing. And and you probably aren't going to have to run out, or some of us doesn't, don't have to run out to work because we're told to stay home this whole social distancing thing, actually there'll be a lot of people that find themselves with a lot more free time or unspoken for time. Mm -hmm. And so instead of a quickie two or three minute phone calls and running out the door, they actually can sit down for a half an hour, 40 minutes just in a very relaxed way. Talk to other people. I think that's a great way to, uh, to just reach out to people and and prioritize people. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Amen. Yeah, and even as we have more time, some of us anyways, like me working for the state of New York in the prison system, uh, I was told last week, uh, don't come in. So, so I took them up on that. So Bob, we, we still think you're necessary. Oh, though. thanks. Really right. <laughs> Not essential. I was deemed non essential. So, so uh, yeah, at least I'm essential somewhere, right? Okay, that's good. All right. Um, it's good to know. But, uh, but yeah, seriously, there's a lot of things that we can do in, in really pressing into God. It, for those of us who have extra time, it's extra time to pray. It's extra time to get into the Word, to maybe do that study that we've always wanted to do and just haven't had time for, or read that book that's been sitting on the shelf that we've been wanting to read. Sure. Um, there's a lot of Great. positive things that we could be doing uh, as far as that goes. But also, even in reaching out, uh, just opportunities I think this crisis is creating uh, cause this is going to be an economic problem, probably well beyond, uh, the, uh, the pandemic. Um, but we're thinking on, we're looking into possibly doing some food distribution. I know on uh, possibly Saturday on Saturdays, but even looking into what's going on with the food pantry and governor, there were some issues there. Um, we had heard it been shut down. We're trying to confirm that if it has been shut down, we may be doing something in that area um so uh, actually not... i
0: think i think it is up and running is it up and running again yeah, okay but i think it you know, right. may diminished a little bit
1: yeah so we may need to people are on the facebook live and they're saying okay they can you, they can see great okay right. it's like good, how many good to hear folks can hear um, so right okay okay
2: there's 10 on the server cfc and 10 on facebook
1: nice okay, okay all good. right so thanks for joining, joining. us everyone. yeah thanks for joining us but um So anyways, grocery runs for shut-ins. We've set up something with the church where we're doing uh, um, grocery runs for people um, who can't get out because they're in that demographic that's high risk. Uh, So we're doing that. Call the church, call. Rusty Dowling is handling those phone calls. Rusty's one of those who has to stay at home, but he is reaching out. You know, he's doing what Paul did. He's quarantined, but he's reaching out, right? And he's handling phone calls and he's got a list of people who are willing to to run to the store for you uh, if that would uh, serve you and bless you. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, checking on our neighbors, calling one another in church. Uh, Pastor Mike mentioned that already. So there's a lot of good things that we can be doing um, in the midst of this. Um, So, yeah, so a few other uh, thoughts here, too. Um, You know, notice that Jesus uh, talks about this issue of treasure. And, you know, treasuring, wanting to have a treasure, wanting to possess something really valuable is like actually normal. That's actually in us, it's, it's ingrained in us. And of course, you know, God put it there, right? We wanna possess things that are precious. And yet, what's the problem with our, with our human nature? We tend to go to, due to the fall, due to our sinful nature, we move to the wrong things. You know, we treasure the wrong stuff, sometimes literally, right? And uh, and Jesus is really trying to focus us on heavenly treasures. You know. So, any thoughts on that? On that, uh, Mike?
0: Yeah, I, I just uh, at first when we, you and I were talking and praying and figuring out during the week what we should talk about, and I thought about this passage about laying up treasures in heaven, and I'm like, oh no, I, I don't want to talk about money like the first. The first thing after the whole world falls apart, we're going to start talking about money. And then I realized, wait a minute, in light of the panic, you know, the stores that are empty and the run on toilet paper and all this, there's a sense of, you know, last week I talked about a message about like not fearing the virus. I think it's, this passage is right exactly what we need to talk about because it's not about talking economic disaster in the future because we as believers again you mentioned it it's not about jesus isn't about us laying he's not against us laying up treasure he just doesn't want us to lay up treasure in a form that doesn't hold its value that's really what he's saying yeah if you lay it up on earth moth and rust can destroy it yeah lay it up in heaven and literally it it will last forever it has eternal eternal value and just i'm like oh wow this is something we don't, not only not like um, talk about it or shy away from it, this is exactly what we need to talk about yeah. as we're facing the potential, you know, economic hardship as we look
1: forward. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Great definitely facing that. I I think, uh, you know, Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, right? Um, so if your treasure is in, you know, oh, I gotta survive, I gotta get this, I gotta get that, I need this, I need that, oh, uh, you know, if that's if it's your own survival that you're treasuring, um, that's going to come out in the way you react, in the way you treat people, and the way you respond to this crisis. React, yep. But if your if your heart is is saying, wait a minute, this is an opportunity for me to lay up treasures in heaven, you're going to respond completely differently. You're going to be free to love people. You're going to be free from fear. Uh, it's just going to really release you and free you from those things. Uh, I'm I'm reminded of what Jesus said in in John 14 when the disciples were troubled. Why were they troubled? Because Jesus had just told them he's going to die. He's about ready to be crucified. They know it. They know it's like literally right around the corner. It seems like disaster is awaiting them. And Jesus encouraged them to take heart that uh, he talked about that he's gone away to to prepare a place for them. And, you know, Jesus is preparing a place for you in heaven and and I heard somebody say this once and I, I really totally I think it's right on uh, that when we are responding to crisis and problem situations in our life the way he wants us to when we're walking in obedience and when we're, when we're saying okay Lord what next what do you want me to do and we're responding the way he wants us to respond to crisis and trials and, and difficulties we are literally, he's literally taking that and he's building something beautiful uh, for us in heaven mm-hmm. out of it. So he's actually, we're actually, you know, uh, creating, you know, our house, so to speak, in heaven. You know, he's, he's making furniture for us with it. I mean, he's doing, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being artistic in my phraseology, but really in very real ways, uh, Jesus talked a lot about rewards, and certainly we don't earn our way into heaven by any means, right? We get there by the blood of the lamb because we put our faith in Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and rising again from the dead. Uh, and, And our hope is in him, and that's how we're saved, but not by works, but by faith in Christ. However, he's created us for good works in Christ Jesus. And as we cooperate with the grace of God that he's pouring out on us, and don't resist it, but cooperate with him, uh, he's actually promised to reward us. And we'll have reward or loss of reward based on how we respond to these crises in our life. So, so we want to kind of keep that in mind. Um, so if we go on uh, to verse 22, how do we do that? How do we stay focused? Jesus actually tells us here, right? Uh, he says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? See, this I being the lamp of the body, I remember for years I used to think, oh, yeah, i got to watch out what I watch on TV and the movie theater and all that stuff. Well, that's absolutely not what he's talking about here. Now, that's true, by the way. We do got to watch what we watch and put before our eyes, especially when we're tempted to do some binging and, you know, okay, binge the right stuff, right? Um, so we want to be careful about those things. And there's other Bible verses that talk about that. This isn't one of them, though. When he's talking about the eye is the lamp of the body, this is, uh, in in Jewish thinking, the eye was uh, essentially, uh, showed your vision. What you, you know, we call it, today we call it your worldview, right? What your worldview is, right? That's really what Jesus is saying here. He's saying, you gotta be careful what your worldview is. If your worldview is off, then you're gonna be off. Like if you're thinking like just horizontally, like oh my gosh, I don't have any toilet paper, ah, you know, or or something even maybe stronger than that, like my livelihood is like crumbling before my very eyes here, um, it's over for me, ah, you know, I mean, what happened in the Great Depression? Literally thirty thousand people, I mean, the stock market. You're looking at your 401k and your retirement, your deferred compensation, or whatever you got in there. And you're maybe if you didn't get this stuff out in time, you're going it's crashing. You know what's happening to my retirement? I mean, you know what's happening to my future? And so, you know, and so we can very quickly just fall into darkness and despair. And if if we don't have a proper worldview, it's very easy to do that. And it, it's yeah, it's it's not happy times. Let's not sugarcoat this. You know, um, this is a trial, no doubt, right? Sure. But uh, James uh, really encouraged us uh, to, during times of trial, let's, let's just read that passage real quick. I think we can take a quick look at that in James. Uh, James chapter one there. It says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and lets steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The word perfect there just means mature. In other words, you'll respond properly to every crisis that you hit in your life. It doesn't mean like you're never going to do any tiny little sin and oh, get a little irritated with somebody or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It, what it means there is it means you're going to respond. God wants you to be mature so that you learn how to respond properly to whatever crisis it is you face. Whatever trial it is you face, you respond the way God wants you to respond. That's what maturity is. And that's something that God allows these trials into our lives because he actually wants us to learn to do that. He wants us to work that muscle and do that. And and the beautiful thing is, and I alluded to it earlier, but in verse 12 of chapter 1 of James, he says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So, so, the thing is, there are different, there's, the, there's different crowns that God gives out. This is one of them, the crown of life. And the crown of life is given out to us when we respond well to trials that hit us. There's different crowns for different things. It's interesting, you're doing a study, I've done a study on crowns before. Different crowns for different things. It's not all, not, everybody doesn't get this. You know what I mean? Everybody gets salvation, it's free. But how you respond, God has crowns, God has blessings, God has rewards for you. And in particular, if you learn how to respond well to the crises and the trials of your life, God has a crown for you and laid up for you in heaven that nobody can steal, that moth and rust can't destroy, that your 401k, you know, can't get at, you know, Wall Street can't touch its hands on it. Nothing can happen to take that away. I mean, isn't that wonderful? So the Lord is good. So so yeah, when he says no one can serve two masters, that whole passage there, Mike, do you got any thoughts on that or anything else that I've talked about here?
0: Uh no, anything? just that, that verse twenty-four, the thing it's always stood out to me on that. No one can serve two masters for Either hate the one, love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. I've always just it's remarkable how Jesus um he didn't say it's difficult to serve two masters. He didn't say, boy, it's tough to keep both masters happy. <laughs> it's tough to spin both of these plates. He literally said, you can, we can't. We can't serve two masters. And so I just have always, that's always shocked me at how definitive and how it's, it's you can't. You can't serve them both. You have to. Now, obviously, as Christians, we are stewards, And we have to handle money, and we have to take care of lots of things like bills and, and, you know, earthly responsibilities. Um, But you can do all of that with still keeping your heart uh, toward toward the Lord Jesus and keeping God as your priority. And later on in the passage, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So there's a way to, to handle money. We're not saying you don't ever handle money, because we all handle money, but we handle it in a way that keeps God first mm-hmm. and foremost.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and look, at what, yeah, look at what he says here in verse 25. He says, therefore, and again, uh, whenever you see a therefore, therefore, right? Know what Figure out what it's there for, right? Um, therefore, or because this is true, give up the being a, a slave to money mentality. This, And by the way... This can happen regardless of your income level. I'm just saying this. We, Renee and I lived in Turkey, and we, we saw a lot of people very, very poor. And sometimes some of the greediest people we met were actually the poor people. And some of the most generous people we met were the people who had a lot. And I'm just saying, even amongst unbelievers, I saw this a lot. Uh, so, And even amongst believers sometimes, uh, the people that struggled with greed the most often were the people that had the least. And it, it was... Contrary to what I my thinking, but I saw this. So this has nothing to do with your income level, this attitude. It's completely devoid of that. You can have a good income or you cannot and either way you can have a wrong attitude towards uh, the things the the material wealth that you have. But Jesus says, therefore I tell you do not be anxious about your life. One of the reasons why we, we get so anxious about money is because ultimately we're anxious about our own life. And, and Jesus is saying, uh, you know, and, and we're anxious about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink. <clears throat> we're anxious about our body, you know, what we're going to put on it, right? Or, or you know, what we're going to come in contact to out there, you know, with the virus and all that stuff. Um, but look at what he says here. He is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And then he turns our focus upward again, right? Gives us that heavenly vision uh, turns our eyes up, right? It says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Now, Jesus isn't saying here, don't work, okay? that's not what he's saying. The point he's making is, don't worry. That's right. the point he's making. Uh, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life, right? Uh, I, I, I just... You know i remember i've always this has really stood in my mind and i think i may have shared this once a few years back but i'll never forget uh a brother sharing he was a iranian uh pastor in tehran who we saw speak and share in 1995 i think it was 1996 i think it was 96 actually and um We were in Turkey, we were working there uh, as church planters, and I was an English teacher and also working as a church planter, and Renee and I and the kids were there. And uh, I remember going to a conference and this guy sharing, and this guy was a pastor in Iran, in Tehran, Iran, okay, full-time pastor. And he said that when the Ayatollah Khomeini took over the Islamic Revolution hit Iran in 1980, and right up until 1985, once they got full for about five years, there was civil war in Iran. And by 1985, they consolidated their power. And at that time, uh, the Islamists began to crack down on churches and people started getting killed. Two of his flesh and blood brothers were elders in his church. He was the senior pastor and two of these, two of his flesh and blood brothers were also elders in his church. Both of them were martyred, were killed within a couple weeks of each other. Somebody came to him and said, you've got to get out of this country uh, now. I saw your name on the list in the police office, and your name is there, and they're going to take you down. They're, you're next. You're next on the list. And he was really distressed because he had people calling him from the States, Iranians who had moved to America, and they're like, you've got to come. Please, you can make it. You know, there's religious persecution law. It's not a problem. The U.S. will accept you. You know, they're, they're frantic to get him out of there and people even some of the local people were saying you got to get out of here and he said i i didn't I, I was so turbulent in my heart so he said i went and i sought the lord for a week i went and i fasted and i prayed and he went away he went to a friend of his uh, uh, up in the mountains and just sought the lord in fasting and prayer and on the seventh day of fasting and praying the the lord showed him gave him a vision and showed him uh, he he saw suddenly flash before his mind he saw three or four instances in his life where he should have died, but he didn't. The, like the Lord literally like intervened in a dramatic way to spare his life and keep him from dying. And the Lord just showed this, one after another, showed this to him. And the Lord spoke to him and said, I was there, I saved you. I was there, I saved you. It just spoke to his heart. And the Lord spoke, then spoke to him when it was all done. And he said, he said now I want to tell you something. They have no, over, no control over the day of your death. And he said, he said, and then the, the brother, this Iranian pastor said, he said, that doesn't mean that I won't be martyred one day. The Lord just spoke to me and said, they have no control over the day of your death. I control that. I have say when you're gone. They have no say over that. I'm the one who's got say over that. And he said it just completely put his heart at peace that the Lord was in charge, the Lord was in control, the Lord was able to take care of him, because in his heart he really wanted to stay. And he said, I did, I stayed. And there he was 10 years later at this conference sharing with us. And as far as I know, he's still around. <laughs> you know, now, now maybe right? in recent years something did happen to him, I don't know, there have been more martyrs in Iran. But uh, but the Lord is in control. Mm-hmm. It's that big picture, you know, the big right. picture the Lord is in control. Any thoughts on that, Mike? Yeah,
0: I, I guess uh, from the text here, I, I would have one or two thoughts, and that is, um, you know, it's one thing for Jesus to upbraid us for worrying and being anxious, but He's really not doing that. No, and I love the fact that the Lord, He doesn't just rebuke us for worrying. By the way, let me just say we're not preaching down at anyone here.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: We're we're we're. Uh, Tempted in some of these struggles matter of fact Absolutely. my wife and I the other night both the, the next after a night's sleep. I forget what night it was. I'm like, boy I didn't sleep very well and my wife's like yeah, I didn't either I woke up at 2 in the morning worrying and she's like, you know, so did I and so we talked about it the next day So we're not preaching down on anyone here, uh, but I appreciate what Jesus said He doesn't just say don't worry and like rebuke us yeah. He says and he gives us a key way to not worry and he says look at the birds of the air yeah and then a couple verses later he says consider the lilies of the field so god wants us to actually look at the world around us you know there's two great modes of revelation it's been said god uh, reveals himself through his creation and he reveals himself through his word. Amen. And so, but looking at his creation and just stopping and like thinking deeply about it. Okay, hang on. Let's look at the birds for a second and just ponder, and look at the birds. They're flying around. They don't have any bank accounts. There's no there's no soup kitchens to help them in their time of need. You know, there's no. They are not only are they not worrying, but God is caring for them. Mm -hmm. God is providing for them and they are birds. Yeah. Jesus said, you guys are a whole lot more valuable than the birds. And if God's taking care of them, won't he take care of you? And the implied answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the field of the lilies. How beautiful. I've often just noticed in the North Country the last few years, just the wildflowers along the side of the road. You know, I'm pretty cheap. So at one uh, along the, somewhere a couple years ago, I said, "You know, I'm going to get my wife some flowers, but I'm going to do this on the cheap."
1: So I pulled over to the side of the road, pulled a bunch of wildflowers. She loved it. Yeah. yeah. But the point I, is, I send that, that too. There so go. On numerous occasions, it's a great way to stretch the budget and bless your wife. There it's you safe. go.
0: But the the point is, is literally we mow this stuff up and and throw it away and burn it, and God close the the side of the road in the north country with these beautiful wildflowers. Yeah, And how much more so won't he take care of us? So I just love the fact that Jesus, he doesn't rebuke us for worrying. He tells us not to worry, not to be anxious. But then he gives us, guys, just look around. You know, just look around and let that really, really sink in. So I, yeah. I love that about Yeah. The Lord. Amen. Yeah.
1: And and you know another good thing to do sometimes is to just simply remember and we're going to wind wind this up here pretty soon but and actually spend a little time in prayer I think but um you know I just think back about how God has provided in the past. Uh you know it, it's sometimes it's good just to remind ourselves of what God has already done and his faithfulness in the past. I mean I've I've been number. through that a number of times uh in my life I've had I've had moments in my life where I've been in financial crisis, and the Lord has really just come through in, in pretty dramatic ways. I mean, um, but I can remember when uh, the first time, I remember the very first time we had our first real crisis when I had been working for the uh, Department of Corrections back in 1989 as a temp worker. I was a temp teacher, and I had a decent salary, and, and, uh, but it was a temp job. And we hit a recession in 1990, and the day before Christmas, I got laid off. Merry Christmas from the state of New York, right? Um, I literally got laid off the day before Christmas. And um, and so Renee and I are sitting there, and I was doing the dishes, and the Lord said, you know that scripture in Matthew 6 about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? You know that scripture there? And I'm like, yes, Lord. And uh, he said, you know, that's going to become reality for you. You're going to actually learn what that actually means in real life. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I like that. And yeah, and, I, and it was pretty cool right then, and then I started facing the trials, right? But one of the things I did is I kept giving. Uh, I, I didn't want to stop giving um, because of the, uh, the trial. I'm like, you know what? I, I thought of that widow's might, that widow who gave all she had to live on. She took her two pennies, and Jesus said she gave more than everybody else. See, we, sometimes we think if our, if our finances go down, okay, got to cut, where am I going to cut? Okay, I'll cut out, you know, my giving. I'll just stop giving financially. That's totally not the approach to take. When we give, even in the midst of financial stress and difficulty, God is tremendously honored by that and blessed by that. And, and I believe that widow is rewarded greatly in heaven. I mean, she, she put in two pennies, and she's been making millions since. cents. I mean, you know, the reward that she has in heaven because her heart wanted to be a part of the kingdom of God and said, "I am not going to be taken out of uh, of, of being involved in the kingdom and advancing the kingdom. I'm not going to do that. I refuse to give into that." And so that's one of the things we do. We just we just kept giving. I took my unemployment check and and gave that uh, gave gave. Gave proportionally the scripture talks about giving proportionally so I don't want this to be really about that but just the idea that not pulling back and giving to God so we continue to do that and the Lord provided by the way I don't get any money I'm not salaried. just so you know for the record uh, and Mike doesn't set his own salary uh, you know he's not getting a commission off the tides I just want you to know that I mean his salary is set by the elders and trustees he has nothing to do with that um, and uh, and I paid by the state of New York. So I mean, so this has nothing to do with that. This is just this is part of not circling the wagons, but trusting the Lord right. and the Lord, we kept giving. And I, and I remember uh, the Lord just provided it for us in such cool ways. We had somebody just drop off a bag of groceries and leave. We didn't even know it was. We saw this bag of groceries on our steps. Another time somebody shook our hand at church and just gave us money. Um, you know, we had Pentecostal we had, handshake. yeah, the Pentecostal handshake. I mean, we had different things like that happen. We had a uh, uh, <clears throat> another time. I was talking, sharing in a home meeting about how the Lord. We had we had Lydia was on the way. My my second child was was uh, going to be born. Renee was pregnant with her, and we had a little baby at home, uh, Austin. And uh, and Renee was pregnant with Lydia, and we had to get some things ready. We needed something um, in in the house, and and I remember somebody just gave us. Uh, uh changing table somebody gave us another thing and uh a dresser and then we were like oh we needed we needed um like uh, uh some furniture in the living room and didn't know how we were going to get that and renee's like well i'll just pray about it and i'm like yeah good luck you know i'm thinking in my head you know <laughs> so she prays about it and a week later i get a phone call from a gal moving up from the new york city area and saying oh by the way i'm moving up to your area and um I got some furniture, I got, and Renee had prayed for a couch, uh, a chair, um, what was the other thing? Yeah, a couch and a chair, oh, and we needed an, another dresser, that's what it was. She prayed for a couch and a chair, so so she says, and I've got this and a dining room table. She says, i got a, I got a couch and a chair and a dining room table, and I thought of you guys. Would you like to have it? And we're like, I'm just like, what? I'm looking at my wife, I'm like, man, I, wanna, <laughs> I want you praying for me, you know? <laughs> And uh, the only thing we didn't get was the dresser. So I'm sharing this testimony at a small group meeting, how God provided all these things. I said, yeah, the only thing we didn't get was the dresser. And somebody at the meeting piped up and looked and said, oh, you need a dresser? I've been trying to figure out who to give my dresser to. i got a dresser that I want to give to you. Here, why don't you take the dresser? Thanks. So I'm like, Lord, you know my name. you got my address, my phone number. I mean, you, you know all this. You know, You're promising. You're doing exactly what you said you would do. Uh, As I seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, as I seek to respond to the crisis in the way that he promises, you know, the way he wants me to, not only do I have this crown of life awaiting me on the other side, right? But in the here and now even, he's going to provide for me, he's going to take care of me. So I really want to encourage us, you know, Jesus says in verse 34, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, right? Because this is all true because god's going to take care of you it's all true don't be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble in other words take it one day at a time you know sometimes the big crisis seems so overwhelming we can just get paralyzed in fear jesus is essentially saying listen just break it down into little pieces and take it one step at a time lord what do you want me to do now? How do you want me to respond to this now? You know, and how are you going to provide now, you know? And just take it one step at a time, break it down in bite-sized chunks. And Jesus said, "In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world." And so we can trust him to take care of us. I've seen it time and time again over the past 40 years. I just shared one testimony there. I got like about you know at least sure. I've got dozens of them, uh, and I'm sure many testimonies as well. As you remember back and thinking the goodness of God and how He's provided for you, and He will continue to provide. So, Amen. Amen. So any any thoughts? Yeah, I did, my one thought is someone once said that is um, like
0: a rocking chair, kind of keeps <laughs> you busy, but you don't go, you don't get anywhere, and it's true. And yeah. so worry and anxiety can actually rob us of the strength that God wants to give us to actually deal with the problems, Mm -hmm. deal with life's struggles, but worry just steals that energy, and we're not able to use that strength and that energy and that wisdom and those resources to actually deal with the problems. And so I completely agree with that, and I'm so appreciative of uh, the Word of God. And I really am. And God loves us. He's for us. He, he not only is our creator, but he's the one that sustains our life. Amen. Moment by moment, day by day. And our task is to keep our eyes on him. You know, yeah. the old simple simple uh, gospel story where Peter was in the storm, and he's Jesus says, come, and Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. And Jesus says, come to Peter, and he gets out of the boat. Simple story, but so insightful so important and it was while jesus had his eye while peter had his eyes on jesus he was able to stay afloat mm. and walk on the water and it was when he got his eyes off of jesus saw the storm and the waves and the wind that's when he started to sink and so in a very simple way continuing to not let fear of the future motivate us mm-hmm. but what has god put in our hand today Lord, we want to honor you with it. We want to lay up treasure in heaven. Amen. We don't want to give place to fear and anxiety. We want to look at how you care for all the rest of creation around us. And, uh, yeah, so, again, I, I God is going to sustain us through this challenging time.
1: Yeah, amen. No about it. By the way, maybe before we go into prayer here, we can't quite see any. if there are any questions or comments that people have on Facebook. Anybody have any um
0: just
1: amen. And- okay. Anybody has a comment or a question about anything? Or Derek
0: Levandusky said hi. Loves
1: you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate Derek. Their- <laughs> amen. Finally got this up on the big TV. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So I think, uh, I think we've, covered that. So maybe we should go ahead and spend a little time. Yeah, I think we should take
0: today. just a couple minutes yeah. and pray. Yeah.
1: That would be good. Yeah, Does that me, work? Let me do that. Yeah, yeah.
0: You yeah. mentioned uh, Zoom
2: early on. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to describe. Yeah, come on, come on around, Sam. About.
1: Come, over come on around, Sam, and, okay. and, and uh, so you can see your face, and you can share um, about that. So, right? for those of you
2: who are listening early on, Mike, uh, Pastor Mike mentioned uh, Zoom as an option for, like, Wednesday night prayer and stuff. Uh, I really appreciate. We stayed between 20 and 30 viewers, which represents a whole lot of people. Uh, so if this is blessing you, we want to continue to bless you this way. For more formal settings, I guess it'll be just kind of viewing with some Facebook Live potentially questions. But to make it more personal, there's an app called Zoom, which I don't know if you can see. And if you pop it up, it just says Zoom on it and zoom allows for more of an interactive everyone's screen is connected together it's a really nice program so that's a potential to make it more personal of a feel for uh, prayer meetings and such um if you're interested in that uh just download zoom it's real easy it's available on apple and um and android and even you can log in so uh there you go there's that a a second thing that i want to bring up because i'm sure Um, I don't know Bob and Pastor Mike didn't Uh, our concern kind of was if we uh, continue to not be able to meet physically uh, what do we do as a family with our tithing and giving uh, beyond what Bob was talking about uh, in terms of being able to run for people and bless people that way but directly to the church that's in the e bulletin there's a way to give digitally online or a mailing as well for things like that Yeah, and there's a link on the website as well for digital giving and an address to send that to uh, for those people who were curious about
1: that as well. Yeah, amen. Thanks for sharing that, Sam. That's great. Let's pray. Yeah, let's do some. Let's pray. So, Father, we do. We we thank
0: you. Uh, Thank you, Lord. That's an amazing thing, Jesus, that you said that literally um, when we give to you and we honor you with what you've ultimately given us. Even if we worked for the money, you bless the work of our hands to, to give us our resources and money and that finances. Uh, But Lord, we literally can take and, and handle those in such a way that we can literally lay up treasure in heaven. That's like a mind blowing thought. Yes. God. And we just thank you for that. Help us, Lord, help us to be good stewards. Help us to, uh, Paul said God loves a cheerful giver help us to give cheerfully give with an expectation Lord because the fear and the panic is real and people can mm-hmm. give into that even believers Lord, we don't want to do that God That's we right. want to keep our eyes on you That's Lord right. everything we have belongs to you we want to we want to just live as stewards in that sense mm-hmm. And continue to sow into your kingdom and lay up treasures in heaven. Yes, Father. And, well, we just thank you yes, for that. We love
1: you and honor you. Yes, Jesus. Father, we pray that uh, during this time that we would uh, grow, Lord God, that we would really learn mm-hmm. to count it as all joy because uh, there's a crown awaiting for us in heaven. There's you, this tremendous blessing and reward that comes out of, learning how to respond to crises Mm -hmm. the way you want us to learning how to respond to trials and afflictions and various difficulties in the way that you want us to, uh, with, with just maturity, just, just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to approach this and look at this as God Mm -hmm. wants me to, and and do what he wants. Father, we, we ask for your help to be able to do that. Lord, we we ask you to help us Mm -hmm. uh, in the days ahead to respond to difficulties and hardships and trials. And afflictions uh, in a way that is pleasing to you, God, and in a way that not only blesses you but it blesses others, mm-hmm. and it causes us to grow and uh, causes us to be effective in this time, in this hour, Lord God. Lord, Thank show you, us Lord ways to uh, to reach out mm-hmm. in the midst of a unique situation uh mm-hmm. god i just pray you give us creative ideas creative insight thank you Jesus. as to how we can reach out things we can do mm-hmm. show us uh, as as we get up each day and we seek mm-hmm. you afresh and we pray and we commit our day to you mm-hmm. lord what is it you want us to do you, today Father. uh how is it that you're going to provide for us today uh lord e- mm-hmm. even as we make plans lord we know that uh things can change and we're okay mm-hmm. with that lord we we know that nobody knows what a day is going to bring forth but we know that you hold the future in our, our future in your hands lord you really do and so we can trust you Lord your your word says that time and chance happened to them all and yet that's you did it that way you purposely set up life so we wouldn't be able to anticipate everything you did that on purpose so that people would fear you and seek you that's what your word tells us and Lord uh, that they would want to be mm-hmm. rightly connected with you cuz you're the only one who truly knows the future and you hold thank our you, future lord. in in your hands yes you lord. are a good god uh you are thinking about our eternal well-being lord god you mm-hmm. you want us to hit a home run for eternity thank and you, lord. and lord uh, we want to just cooperate with you we thank you for your grace that you yes, give us an abundance uh it's by your grace we stand, by your grace we are saved, and by your grace that we can uh, appropriate and, and respond properly in the midst of crisis. Lord, we thank, thank you, Lord. Lord. Your grace is rich thank and full for whatever we need, for whatever we may face, Lord. Mm-hmm. No temptation has seized us except what that which is common to people, and yet you always provide a way out. There's always that next thing to do. There's that next thing provision mm-hmm. there's there's something you have for us yes, lord. in the crisis
0: thank you and father you thanks, i lord. lord i do
1: pray for those that
0: are really adversely affected uh financially yes Jesus. they're not able to work where they were able to work before they're going to be able to work less and and so lord i, I just pray that you would provide in um in wonderful ways lord Scripture's full of stories where god and sometimes in spectacular ways you provided for people whether it be sending bread down from heaven whether it was causing uh, Elisha the prophet to be taken care of by a widow and she had just a little bit of oil and meal to take care of her own son and yet you caused her meal and her oil to never run out uh, supernaturally causing, prov- you know, provision and multiplication. Jesus, you fed the multitude with just a, a, a little boy's lunch. Lord, one time uh, Peter uh, went and caught a fish and paid with a, There was a coin inside the fish's mouth, and he paid the taxes with that. So, Lord, the Scripture is full of really spectacular ways sometimes you provide for people. So, Lord, we, we, we anticipate that, and we, we just pray, God, that your faithfulness would be on display. Yes. We pray for grace for people yes. that are really going to feel this pinch. Mm-hmm. Lord, we just pray for generosity uh, yes. to, be, to be common among your people in just some great, great ways. Amen. Lord, we love you. We Amen. honor you. We look at the birds, we look at the fields, and God, we thank you that you, uh, we're, we're of more value than they, and you're going to take care of us. Praise Amen. you, Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Again, we'll work hard to stay connected in the days and yeah. weeks ahead.
1: Yeah, hopefully we will work out some kinks. Let us know yeah. if there's you know, any suggestions you have for making this run a little more smoothly. We'll try. Um, but... God bless you guys. God bless you. We'll see you. Have a great day. Yeah.